Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm gonna be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate all right so you're listening to this podcast right now london is blue and guess what we host our podcast on anchor.fm that's right if you're looking to host your own podcast this is the easiest free way to get started. This has got a content creation tool allows you to record and the podcast right from a phone. That's right, don't even need a computer, but you can do it there too. They'll also help you distribute it, which is probably the most challenging part. You don't want to have to mess with that. They got you covered. You can get it right on a Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well as any other place podcasts are found. And you know what? You can monetize it too. Make a little cash for sharing your great content with the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one individual place. So you know what? Head over to your app store, download the Anchor app, or head to anchor.fm to get started if you're ready to launch your podcast and make it happen. Hi, this is Ruben off the cheek This is William. I'm Mason Mount. You're listening to the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. Your host, Brandon here. Dan, not hanging out tonight, unfortunately, Nick. Uh, But you are here, present as always, and we've got a special episode for our listeners tonight, don't we? That is correct. Uh, We have have brought in the soccer cooligans, uh, I'm sure you've seen, of of Fubo TV fame. And these guys have been been recording uh, for quite some time. So if you haven't checked them out, obviously we'll we'll give you all the links to do that at the end here. But uh, yeah, just wanted to welcome Alexis and Christian to the show. Thanks yeah, for us. Yeah, you guys are splitting the coasts with Nick and I in the middle, so we've got our bases covered here. So the minor miracle of technology will bring us together. But real quick, guys, um, Alexis Christian, whoever wants to kind of take the first stab, uh, introduce yourself to our audience. My quick pitch is these guys are genuine, authentic content creators. Uh, just like us, um, and they have their own take on it. But I guess, what exactly is your guys' take? So, yeah, I'll, I'll start, Alexis. I think, uh, for, first of all, I want to say thank you for bringing us coastal elites uh, onto your program. <laughs> uh, we appreciate it. But no, we're uh, Alexis and I are both uh, stand-up comedians. We've been doing stand-up uh, for uh, over 10 years. And about five years ago, uh, we were like, uh, uh, NYCFC happened to have, have been starting in MLS, uh, we were like, oh, let's go check out some games. And Alexis was talking about, oh, maybe we should do some like soccer videos or some soccer content or something like that. I was already working on like a, a sketch show and stuff like that. So I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Why not? 
Uh, and then and we're here now. And it's become this crazy thing. It went from a podcast that we recorded in Alexis's kitchen, and it is now a television show. So it's pretty wild. Just your typical story of, you know, podcast <laughs> and TV fame. Happens all the time, guys. Yeah. <laughs> We yeah we we clearly need to get on that roadmap plan. But no, that's super cool. So then I guess you know Alexis, what's what's your take on it all? I mean, it's the same. Uh, you know, as what Christian said. I think for us, you know, we saw we're two stand-up comedians. We're both professional stand-up comics. I'm out in LA doing shows. Christian is out in New York doing shows. Um, we travel the country uh, performing. Um, and you know, as as comics, you know, we see ourselves as entertainers. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to stuff outside of just doing our act. And I think that that was really sorely missing in American soccer sort of fandom, whether it's, you know, European clubs, South American clubs, or specifically American clubs. The reason we chose to speak a lot more about American clubs, because we really, uh, we realized no one else was doing it. So we might as well, you know, similar to what you guys are doing. There was a, there was like sort of a, a gap in the market and we thought, Hey, I think we could fill that. But what we've tried to do is just across the board, regardless of how we're talking about soccer or what club or what nation, we just try to make it as funny as possible. And that turns out to be rare. Uh, you know, uh, Christian asked somebody who works for Bayern, hey, what's it like when comedians in Germany talk to players in, uh, from Bayern? And he was like, why would we ever let comedians talk to our players? <laughs> I mean, he was like offended. He was like, that's an American thing. Like, you wouldn't be allowed anywhere near the, the stadium, you know? So it, for us, it's like we realized we, without knowing it, we're kind of blazing a new path. Well, I think, you know, fellas, just mad respect for what you guys do. I think stand-up comedy is one of the hardest possible skills um that that a person can uh can perfect so it's just it's a it's an incredible uh gift you guys have but you know i think as as i'm sure you guys know like the men and blazers to me kind of were the first way into how football can be funny right i mean it's it's not all serious it's not all just pure passion there are some hilarious moments involved like is there something even from this premier league year that stands out to you that you know you're like oh man if i were to write this uh as a joke like this there's there's no way i could have written it i mean again i'm an arsenal fan so you want to talk about funny um <laughs> you know if you're not an arsenal fan our season seems to be hilarious um i think i think the funniest thing is really how sort of brendan rogers left the league and, you know, everyone was like, oh, he took a step down going to Scotland. And now he's just running game with Leicester. Leicester looks better this year than they did when they won the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, the uh, the hilarious moments of being an Everton supporter are really just, uh, you know, looking looking through the, you know, through the window shade of how much fun everyone's having at Anfield. Uh, it's a little difficult, but the one of the uh, either – Everton is having just a strange year with, uh, you know, letting go of their manager who after the, after like the first two games, people wanted to gone. Uh, and then just the recent, uh, you know, when big, uh, big dunk was, uh, was the interim manager and takes off Moise Keane after 18 minutes of, of playing the kid is he's destroying a child. Uh, so those are some of the moments that are, are, are hilarious and also depressing, which, uh, which sometimes go hand in hand. Well, that'll be good context from where your guys are coming from on perspectives as we <laughs> as you jump into Chelsea. But, you know, last plug real quick, guys, is uh, you can, our listeners, go check them out. They can be seen twice a week on Fubo TV. Uh, like we said, Cooligans TV show and content extraordinaires on social media. Links we will put out there. Uh, but we are here on a Chelsea podcast. So, um, 
It's always good to get outside perspectives of Chelsea. We are really good at putting on our blue tinted glasses and having our very biased perspectives and opinions. Uh, but what a great opportunity to have some fellow American voices on uh, that have other allegiances to maybe balance this out a little bit, or we can have a little fun discussing uh, differences on this. So as we stand, we're just over halfway through the Premier League season. We're past the group stages of the Champions League and Europa League for all of those included. And <laughs> Chelsea are so, you know, lost at Nazard and Golacante's human. We've promoted Lampard uh, from the championship to the first team. We're in fourth place. A lot is happening. I guess, Alexis, real quick, what have you made of Chelsea's season? Again, losing Hazard, transfer ban, Lampard, really his first big job, and just everything else that's gone with it. Well, I mean, I think, you know, when when the when the transfer ban happened, I, the first thought I had was this would be a good opportunity for the 47,000 youth players you have on loan yeah. uh, to get a chance. Yeah. I think my number, I might be off by one or two. But um, what, one of the things that I think is that I'm proudest of is that Frank Lampard has been sort of a bit more advanced than I expected offensively. Um, you know, clearly he's he's playing these kids at a very fast pace. It's a great game. It's they've been a fun team to watch all year. And you've created stars like Tammy Abramson might not have gotten a shot uh under other circumstances. And here he is looking absolutely incredible. So I mean things like this, and of course Christian Pulisic, I mean, come on, you got you got an American on there, you know, salute. Yeah, the uh, I can I, I reiterate what Alexis said. The, the team is very fun to watch, and I hate that Chelsea is fun to watch because it's I love hating Chelsea. They're a fun <laughs> team to hate. <laughs> they are. They've always been. You know, the Mourinho years. Uh, you're just like, oh, we got to play these dudes, and like, let's. Uh, you just go in upset, and that's a, it. Was a comfortable, <laughs> familiar feeling that I'm used to, but it's it's difficult to not uh, like seeing these guys succeed, especially because, uh, yeah, they're very young, but like, uh, uh, and, and even with all the drama of like, is Christian Pulisic going to play or is he, or is he not, or he's not good enough yet. Uh, even seeing like Mason Mount and, 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 and uh, um, uh, uh, yeah, and Tammy Abraham and seeing the, the fact that they are from a, from a midfielder perspective uh, and up front, the game, it just seems to be a lot more entertaining. It's faster. Uh, uh, and they're, they're, they're almost playing a little, um, arsenally, like, you know, in, in Arsenal's like prime years when Ozil was like connecting passes and there were a lot of these like, kind of one touch uh, moments. And the la it's been a rough streak of a last, I don't know, four or five games, but I think, uh, I think they'll get, they'll get out of that one soon enough. Yeah. Also, I want to correct myself. I said, Tammy Abramson, I, I made him a housewife from Long Island. <laughs> so so we have uh so our respective teams have played each other recently uh we we unfortunately went uh went down to everton uh at at goodison and recently had a big comeback victory you love, uh, against, to, see it. You love <laughs> to see it against alexis's uh, uh arsenal team um i don't know who, what you're who, talking about december 29th <laughs> never happened <laughs> um so let's start, Alexis, obviously, with the thing you can't remember, which was the uh, the most recent result here. What did you take away from that game, uh, knowing that it was so hectic and back and forth and hard tackling? I mean, it almost, you know, it's hard to say, but, like, I enjoyed watching it really until uh, Mikel Arteta started really, really until the beginning of the year, 
the, the last few months of being an Arsenal fan have been, well, I'm going to watch, but I don't know if I'm going to root. Uh, so watching <laughs> that, that Chelsea versus Arsenal match, uh, to me, it just seemed like it highlighted a lot of the problems we already knew we had on our end. But watching it from your end, it's like I, like I like Christian said, it's so frustrating to enjoy watching Chelsea play, especially when they're when they're coming back against your favorite club, you know. <laughs> um, but I think it's one of the things about about uh, Chelsea this season is just that they, you know, Lampard has done everything in his power to to, and I think why Christian said it reminded him of old Arsenal because one of the things that Wenger used to do was say, "You guys have talent, go show that talent." I'm not going to do too much. I'm not going to overscript it. You, I want to get you guys the ball with space and let me see what you can do. And that's why guys like Thierry Henry and whatnot and Giroud could shine because they would be like, all right, just play to your strengths. And I think we're seeing that with Chelsea. And it's like, yeah, of course you're going to beat up on us. You know what I mean? Our defenders at that point were, were street lamps. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, what about you? I mean, you guys recently uh, ran ran it clean on us um, with, with Big Dunk in charge. Like, how have you seen your team change over the last couple of months? I, I guess opposite of Arsenal, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, so they got rid of their manager uh, uh, Silva, and the the big difference is, you know, Everton. They they are not going to be a you know, you, you know most people do not expect them to be a top four club. Maybe if Europa, if if we're lucky. Um, and the, with the amount of money that they spend on players and the, the quality that they have in their roster, you want them, you expect them to do well. They should be a, a, a top, realistically, like a top eight team all the time. But, but it's embarrassing when you see Sheffield United up on, you know, above them. And so, so stuff like that is like strange. But I think that um, game against Chelsea was kind of like the, the, the re- sort of shifting of like the, maybe the identity of the club. And, and just adding a little bit more, um, you know, whenever a team loses their, their, when they fire their manager and they sack the, the, the gaffer, uh, there's always like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it's a, it's like um, Popeye eating spinach or something that like, they just always, I, outside of Arsenal, it usually works well. Uh, hey, but, we sure. beat Manchester United. <laughs> Leave us <Yeah>. alone. <laughs> no. But you, but you didn't win uh, after you uh, got rid of Unai Emery. It took a while. Uh, but the, yes, but the main thing, like that game against Chelsea, I did not expect, um, uh, I did not expect Everton to win. Um, usually the, uh, you know, I, going into that match, I was like more worried about, uh, you know, uh, uh, Chelsea's like offensive kind of power and the fact that Everton defensively hasn't figured anything out. They have so many issues. Uh, the, their issue, the big issue with, uh, under Silva was like that they would apparently switch formations, like, six or seven times a game. And it was probably way too confusing for a lot of the players. Uh, so the guy didn't know what he was doing. And it seems like with Big Dunk and now with uh, uh, Carlo Ancelotti, which is, uh, how do we how do we all feel now? Where Everton has, out of these, out of all, the three clubs that we're talking about, Everton has the, the, the manager with the most Champions League. All right? <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling confident, but I don't know how long that will last. Hey, there's you're not wrong on that one, Carlo <laughs> Ancelotti. I that yeah, but Chelsea won it with Roberto Di Matteo, so you don't need a great manager to win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it almost won it with Avram Grant, like down to penalties. So yeah. yeah, there's that. The unlikely club is what we do at Chelsea. Um, <laughs> you know, as of right now, Chelsea are top four, but as you guys have talked about. Pretty much four through tenth is just one big royal rumble 
everyone is beating everyone. Chelsea are losing to relegation team after relegation team, but everyone seems to be dropping points. Uh, how do you guys see the top four finishing? And maybe Christian, we can start with you. Um, I I have a strange feeling uh, that Chelsea will not be top four. I, I think the top three are pretty much secure. Uh, but I, I you know what? I honestly I think there's a, a strong possibility. Um, for Wolves, I, I don't know, as far as a, a team that's fairly consistent, um, you know, I guess Wolves or Tottenham feel like they, they're they the biggest threat for uh, Chelsea's top four uh, place. But Chelsea, I, I think, you know, three weeks ago, uh, I would have been like, it's, it's, it's Chelsea's spot for sure. Uh, but there's a, a bit of a slump. I don't know if teams have just kind of figured them out or whatever. But right now, I think those are the two biggest threats, Wolves or, or Tottenham. Ooh, we'll have to see. Wolves might struggle with Europa League, especially if they make a good run in it, which would be really exciting to see. But anyways, yeah, go ahead, Alexis. I think Chelsea's biggest issue is going to be depth. Um, you know, there a lot of players are young. This is when, you know, young players start to hit the wall kind of two-thirds of the way through the season. Um, I don't know exactly what sort of uh, what um, his, uh, what Lampard's plan is to go a little bit more all-in on Champions League or to focus more on the league, which it looks like Liverpool won uh, on the second week of the season. Um, <laughs> as far as who's going to finish in the top four, I can't imagine that Tottenham is going to continue to go uh, as smoothly as it has. It's already started to kind of collapse a little bit in the Jose Mourinho way uh, that it would uh, when he starts to make it about himself. Um, Sheffield United, I think he's, they're going to come true to form. Wolves, as scary as they are after they beat Man City, um, I don't think they have it in them. Manchester United are practically a seventh place club anyway. Now um, they shouldn't be in the top five. Um, so I think that just leaves space for Chelsea to finish fifth. Manchester City is going to finish fourth. Leicester City finishes uh, third. Liverpool is going to finish second, and Arsenal is going to come all the way back to win the league, which I think is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Look, there's there is just no <laughs> logic um, that can make that happen. Uh, but I would love it if it did. Uh, I think it's called faith, Nick. Faith. <laughs> Blind, um, unadulterated faith. Yeah, <laughs> you got to believe, I, my guy. Uh, my my favorite part about your your logic is that you had him climbing the entire table. Um, from, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's from. Are you guys in eleventh now? We're in tenth. We're in tenth. We're above Everton. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God for you and your relationship with Christian. Um, <laughs> you know what's boys? What's crazy? And we, we read this stat off. We're recording this on January second. So. Um, on November 10th, Chelsea were nine points ahead of sixth place. We've only won three of the, the nine games since then, and we're still six points ahead of sixth place. It, it makes no sense. Because like, we're the all league... trash, man. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a three-and-a-half club league right now. You guys decide who the half is. <laughs> uh, pretty much. I mean, it's, it's, it's Liverpool and everybody else uh, this season. I mean, like at least, at least last season there were two teams sort of yeah. fighting for it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is that, that, that uh, battle in the middle, and everybody seems to uh, be – just they, they just uh, uh, like failed, uh, you know, sort of uh, towards the end of games. Can't close them out. You seeing, you know, few, uh, you know, clean sheets. Uh, uh, I mean, and the, the what was the goal that um, I forgot the guy's name that scored against that scored against Chelsea, right? Wasn't it that um, the Brighton dude that had the bicycle kick or whatever? Yeah, Bosch. Yeah, yeah, Iranian. 
yeah, you're just having all these moments like that that are just like so unbelievably unexpected from uh, from teams you don't really see that from, and they're breaking a lot of you know top top six, top eight hearts. It's wild. Also, VAR is just destroying oh, yeah. everybody's soul. I mean, blood pressure is <laughs> rising. <laughs> oh yeah. Mine, well, mine certainly is. Um, we had know, a hell of a VAR day against Spurs, uh, though. I yeah, mean, so you we did. cashed in all of our points on that one. Yeah, Dan, Dan, who's not on the on the show right now, uh, made the comment that like you build up if you have enough bad decisions that go against you in the league, you build up VAR loyalty points that you can then redeem um, in any given match. And that was us against Tottenham. Like we got we, we just cashed in all of our points. We're starting at zero again. That's why all it's like freaking just, flyer miles. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're done for okay. The so freaking freaking loser miles. If you lose VAR <laughs> decisions, <laughs> you get it's like MLS. You get uh, allocation money. You yeah. get VAR allocation money. Varan, yeah. right? <laughs> you can and you could use it in a match. Yeah. Honestly, it's like a, a goal reversal is like ten million, and then an offsides decision is like. Five million, and so you just have to yeah. bid. It's a menu, dude. Uh, I would love if there was VAR bribing. So, I mean, let's just so, do it. Uh, <laughs> well, honestly, why wouldn't you be for it, right? Like clubs, the clubs chaos. have spent an endless amount of money. <laughs> Imagine if there were like this decision, uh, the VAR, and the two managers go over there and they have to now auction for the decision. Talk about <laughs> stoppage. Talk about stoppage yeah. time headaches. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, we know yeah. we know for real that that Spurs or Arsenal wouldn't win a whole lot of those decisions in the top six, my man. Not we know of, that. Not a lot of petty cash on hand. Yeah, you guys would be selling how many youth players to get to get a goal going? <laughs> I got six kids in Vitesse. <laughs> I'll give them to you. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm glad you bring that up because that is the last thing I want to touch on with you guys is. I, you know, Alexis, I know you talked about our 47,000 um, youth and loan army that is mm-hmm. going pleasantly well. But I guess um, in your guys' perspective, youth has been this very hot button topic within the Chelsea community of, you know, we sent all these players on loan. Obviously, we lost big time with De Bruyne, Lukaku, and Mohamed Salah. Those are the ones that train. Um, but just as far as like... Chelsea, uh, do you, I guess, has this season given other teams or the community faith that maybe a team's academy can play a bigger role in the Premier League than what it's done literally since the Premier League was founded back in the early 90s? I, I want to say that the word can, I think, is the issue. I think of the word it should be should. Um, I think there's, you know, the issue with like, uh, like look at someone like Mason Mount, um, who's the kid... Um, at City, uh, uh, starts with an F. Bowden, yeah, Foden. Yeah. Uh, like, like kids like that. You know, Arsenal does a really good job, and I think it's been, you know, somewhat to its hindrance, uh, focusing maybe a little bit too much on youth players and putting too much pressure on them um, because you're feeling too much of the club with it, but or too much of the first team with it. But when you look at someone like like a club like Chelsea or a club like Manchester City who are finding these kids that have this incredible talent. That's what the point of the academy is. If not to sell the players and make a little bit of money, if you don't think they're, they're going to make your first team. So I think it should be u- utilized a little bit more. I think it's something that should be focused on a little more. There's so many British kids that are playing soccer that aren't getting an opportunity in the Premier League. The Premier League is overwhelmingly not that British anymore. Um, so I think it's an opportunity. Like I know MLS is focusing more on it. I think, I think the Premier League and I think Chelsea and, uh, and, and certain other clubs are starting to sort of show the league, Hey, Maybe there should be a bit of a, of a discount if you play with, uh, with players. Maybe there should be a bit more of a focus. I don't want 
you know, a, a certain uh, quota, but it, there should be a bit more of a focus to play uh, your youth players from your uh, home country because it just helps. Yeah, I, I would just add to that. It's just like just seeing the the just like any any club or any league. Like when you see uh, uh, young players uh, succeeding, and and you know, we haven't met too many young players from Europe, but like I mean, we've. We, we've been at like uh, we went to FC Dallas um, uh, a year and a, like almost two years ago and did a, a bunch of interviews with a lot of their players and you hear how much they they value and they appreciate the the the, the FC Dallas Academy and, and what they learned there and and how it really prepared them uh, for the future and whether that future was to play on the first team or uh, or, or to move on to play in uh, uh, in Europe like uh, like uh, several players already have so th- that's the, the, the commercial for um, for any club to to have faith in their academies to be like look these are the players that came out of this uh, system and having managers that believe in that which is that's you know the, the transfer ban and and having a player like uh, Frank Lampard who's a club legend that believes in the academy and knows what these players are capable of and can give them a little bit of uh, just put some, a little bit of faith in them is the best thing for Chelsea's future. I got Agreed. an idea guys. How about whoever has the most British born players in their club start get, they get a curve, they get great on a curve. They win more of the VAR. They will, okay. <laughs> right. So you guys just count, count who's British. <laughs> who's got, who's got a British passport. And then that's who gets more VAR decisions. Okay. Well, I, I like the buying thing a little bit better uh, personally, <laughs> but um but a couple more. We got we got a couple bonus round questions here because you guys are you guys are rock stars. Um, just want some you know a couple of thoughts from each of you on on Pulisic so far this season. Um, you know he's six goals, six assists since he joined Chelsea. Uh, gone through a little bit of a quiet patch recently, but just want to get your thoughts on on his performance thus far. He's been unreal, right? I mean, yeah, he had uh, some uh, trouble breaking in uh, the, the first team and getting some consistent minutes and getting off the bench and stuff like that. Um, but we can, I think, the the consensus should be that the, this dude is a world class player and he's capable of playing in the Premier League and for, and playing at uh, at a high level. Uh, after that hat trick, uh, I mean, I, I think that kind of just solidified that. But it's. I mean, I, I know you guys have to be thrilled and, and excited because, you know, he wasn't, he couldn't get in uh, minutes at, at Dortmund because Jaden Sancho uh, and all this stuff and, and the whole thing of like, he can't even play at Dortmund. What's he going to do? The, the whole transfer fee. But this, this couldn't have been, uh, it couldn't have gotten any better, in my opinion. I think there's still an opportunity to learn. Clearly, there's, there's a, there was, a, there was a, a need for him to sort of prove himself in training, and he did that. And I think that, for any player, regardless of how much they cost at his age, that's a great sign when you're being told, hey, you're not doing enough or you're not you're not doing the right things. And for them to actually earn that chance to get in. And then when he gets in, he's got all the all the Chelsea fans are saying he ain't, you know, especially the 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 fans that aren't American saying, like, oh, he wasn't worth it. He was spent too much money on this guy. He's just a marketing ploy. And then boom, he scores three in his first. I mean, the first time he scores, there's one for you, there's one for your mother, and there's one for your father. A hat trick? <laughs> like the whole family got to shut up now, dog. Like that's that's something that like as an American, as a fan of the American national team, I'm like, hell yeah, dog. Like yo, you come in, you come in all guns blazing, my guy. Like that's that's something that's got to excite you. Yeah, and it's nice to see Christian Pulisic uh, smiling and happy when he's playing soccer because he, that doesn't happen when he's play, wearing a USA shirt. So it's uh, mm, yeah, I, I like seeing him happy at Chelsea. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Last one before we go, I promise. Um, it's it's a two-parter, so I need both of you guys to answer for your respective teams. I'll answer uh, for myself and let Brandon close it out. Um, where do you finish? Uh, obviously, Alexis said Arsenal is going to finish top of the league, so we already kind of know that. Uh, where do you finish in the league? And then what impact signing could you make in January to change uh, your fortunes for the better? Wow. Uh, I'll go first. I, Arsenal will finish top of the league. Uh, they're going to beat Liverpool. Liverpool does not finish undefeated. That continues to be something that only Arsenal did. Thank you so much. Invincibles. Um, and I think uh, a signing that we can get in January is, is a defender that can move laterally. And uh, if you can find one, please, <laughs> Arsenal, sign them. A defender. Any, any old Just defender will movement. do. A lateral <laughs> movement. A defender whose knee hasn't completely exploded in the last three years. <laughs> Get me that guy. I don't care who they are. I don't care if they're working at a deli right now. <laughs> Get me that guy. All right. Super fair. Christian. Um, where are they going to finish? I mean, I'll be more realistic. I think Everton <laughs> at, be- at best, uh, if a uh, dream season, sixth place. I think that's uh, reachable. Uh, I think, and I think Ancelotti can can get that out of the players. As far as assigning, this is tough because I really feel like Everton's players are pretty good. Uh, it's almost like I, I wouldn't even say who they sign, but who they get rid of. They can fix their problems so fast. Get rid of Theo Walcott. We don't need that man. <laughs> Go to Major League Soccer. Go and thrive oh. in America. Uh, and Gilfy Sigurdsson, uh, even though I I feel like he's really. Uh, underwhelmed uh, after leaving Swansea, and uh, I, I somebody that can that, a bit of more, bit more of a general with the ball in midfield would be great. Um, Everton has uh, Adrisa Gay that went to PSG, and he was kind of that guy, a strong defensive mid. Um, Tom Davies is good. Someone an attacking mid would be would be lovely. Actually, yeah, now that I think about it, Ross Barkley was pretty good for us. <laughs> Look, <Bring him> back. <laughs> you could 100 percent have him back let's do uh, it i will i will sell him to you for a sandwich how about that um Not a, yeah. can i pick the sandwich my so 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 fellas i'm gonna go i think chelsea uh finished fourth uh if we could make one signing right now that i would love it would be it would be a top-notch center back like koulibaly that would be who I, I think would, would make a huge difference in the rest of our year. All right. I am also going to say fourth, but I want someone to add goals to the attack. I think there's just too many times we get stumped with 10 behind the ball and we got nothing to to break it wide open. So uh, someone that can create goals is is something that I think we need because uh, Chelsea seemed more content to win 5-3 than one nothing. This isn't the Jose Mourinho era. That is for sure. Who, who is it, Brandon? Tell us. Tell us. No, I don't have one. So, uh, gentlemen, the Cooligans, thank you so much for coming on our show and hanging out with us tonight. It was, it was really our pleasure. It was a blast for all of our fans and listeners out there. Go check them out. We will continue to promote and tweet and – um, link to their stuff as well. But again, guys, just thanks so much for, for jumping on. Uh, thank you, man. Uh, we appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome. Uh, we, yeah, we had a great time. Yeah, this was a blast. Thank you so much. Well, good. Well, again, go check them out. Uh, we will post all their stuff on our social media as well. Uh, links in the description. But that'll wrap it up. Again, guys, thank you for jumping on. Alexis and Christian, it was so much fun. Nick, PIC, Partner in Crime, as always. 
but that's a wrap for tonight's episode. Until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.